Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome along to a little impromptu podcast here on the Rangers Rabble. I hope you're all well. Um, We're going to do a wee bit on the latest transfer news, but I'm not going to take it any further. Um, For the first time hosting on the Rangers Rabble, we've got James. James, how are you? I'm good, mate. Take it away. I need water, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alan, how are you? Oh, I'm good, mate. You? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. I've got a bit of a runny nose, which doesn't make for good viewing. <coughs> Absolutely uh, not, no. No, no, it does not. Mark, my friend, how are you? I'm good, mate. Living the offshore dream. Living <laughs> the offshore. I know. I know. I'd kill to be offshore right now. Um, Mark, uh, Martin, Mark, James, and Alan. I see that eye candy is on today. Um, Obviously, Aldo suffers from partial blindness. Um, <laughs> if he thinks that this is the eye candy, but there you go. Yeah, but here to talk all a wee bit. Is, hold on a minute. All I'm saying is, if we're the eye candy, what's the rest of them look like? Oh well, I mean, he's got a point there. Actually. Have you seen both? Yeah, yeah, Brian. Oh, oh, oh well, hereby we don't give me ideas for live shows. <laughs> right? Don't give me ideas. So yeah, we are here, obviously, to tonight. Half past eight on a Saturday. That's ridiculous. Whose idea was this? Um, to talk about the latest transfer news involving um, Rangers. Now, I was feeling a wee bit down. I was feeling a wee bit gutted, and I'll explain why in a minute. But as luck would have it, Dundee United found a way to cheer me right up. So I'm feeling a lot better. Um, and as Alan isn't long finished work, Alan, I'll just say to you right now that Spartans beat Dundee United in the cup. So that. Uh, that, that cheered me right up. So oh, it did. Um, Mark, Antonio Cholak has officially left the club. He has joined Parma for a fee believed to be around about £2.5 million. I'm gutted. I love the big man. 
I think he's a fantastic player. I think he, he regardless of the of the formation or the way that he was used, I think he was guaranteed to score his goals. However, he has been sold. We have got decent money for him, and I get that we move on and we look at you know bringing other players in, but I'm still gutted. I wouldn't say I'm gutted. I'm, I'm sad to see him go. I think I think the big fella, for me, first and foremost, I think he was a good footballer. I think he was a goal scorer. I think he was a good finisher. Um, I can see why he's away. And listen, we made we made a wee bit of profit on him. So he, he was at an age where I think that we brought him in, it wasn't, wasn't massive, massive amounts of money. So I think... Um, 30-year-old, if somebody comes in and offers you £2.5 for him, I think um, you kind of need to move him on. And for the point of view of, I don't think he was the type of striker, although I think he was a good striker. I think he was a good number nine. And I think that uh, Bill is not not interested in a in a kind of um, throwback number nine or an or a old-fashioned number nine, which I think Cholak kind of was. Um, I think he's looking for one of these kind of hybrids that can can link play more and and run channels and 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 I don't think I think um, Cholak was that type of player that was it would just kind of stay in between the sticks and and put the ball in the net. Which for me, that's your job as a striker. So sorry to see him go. I wouldn't say I was gutted, but good luck to the big fella. I think he, I think he done himself proud when he was here and he, he handled himself very professionally. So as I said, all credit to the boy. He's a number nine, Alan, who was pretty much guaranteed to score you goals, and that's hard to replace. Yeah, it's, of course it is, but I think in today's modern game, modern football, it's uh, it's, it's not necessarily a must-have, that kind of... As, as much as I want it, I want an Ali McCoyst in our team, I want that number nine that's going to get us 25, 30 goals this season. We all do... Of a certain generation, we all do, but I think in the modern game, it's not necessarily the the must have that it used to be 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, and I think that's probably why Cholak's no been the uh, he's, he's not necessarily been the favourite under Michael Beale. Um, as I say, it's I'm the same as Mark, wish him all the best. I, I, good luck to him. He made us a lot of money last season. Um, in terms of our qualification for the Champions League, you know, he contributed to that in a huge way. So I wish him all the best. Um, I'm not disappointed to see him go because we never saw a lot of him last season. It's not like he was scoring goals last season. And in, in, in terms of... In terms, sorry, but, uh, Martin. In terms of the last couple of games of the season, um, we were going to miss him. He was at the team. Um, so I, I'm not going to miss him, but all the best to him. He scored 18 goals, Alan. Towards season. the end of the season, I mean. Towards the end of the season, I mean. Yeah, no, I, I, listen, I get that. He had an injury <clears> and he was coming back for an injury. Um, but, you know, if it wasn't for Cholak at the start of last season, you know, we would have been in, in much dire straits than what we were, obviously, towards the, the middle and end of the season. But, you know, for a guy who, who did get a bad injury, still scored 18 goals, you know. And I, I get that we're bringing it, we're bringing Dessers, we're bringing Lammers, it's looking as if we're going to bring in Danilo, who will come on in a second. But James, that's you having straight away to try and replace 18 goals from a guy who, if he was played maybe, I don't know, in, in the correct formation or whatever, and he didn't have didn't have that injury. You know, you're talking 20, 
three twenty four twenty five goals you need to replace. No, no, definitely, mate. But I just don't think he fits into Beale's plans, mate. You know, kind of don't think he's what Beale's looking for, mate. And a type of a what like kind of striker is obviously Alan was saying, mate. He's obviously looking for guys that are going to run the channel, get in behind, and he's obviously I don't think he's got. I wouldn't say he's thing with great pace or anything, which I think Dessers is anyway. And I think he's obviously the kind of guy that Bill wants to. Is it not good to have different types of options, James, regardless of what a manager's preferred starting formation or style of play is? Is it not always better to have players who can play maybe a different style of play and a different formation when things aren't quite going your way? And if you're if you've got a guy there who's almost a guaranteed goal scorer. You know, two and a half million is a lot of money. Um, and it's a lot of money for a guy who we paid, I think it was, was at 1.3, 1.4 million for, and a guy who had a, who did have a bad injury last season. But if you can have somebody in, in the wings who's guaranteed to score your goals, you ain't getting that for two and a half million. No, no, I agree with that, mate. But I just think that he's not the type of guy that Bills want to play in his team. And I get it, he's obviously a different um, option coming off the bench. He's obviously somebody that won a fair amount of heaters and stuff like that in the air. Um, could he have probably seen the best of him if somebody was up, up front with him um, it's one of the things mate that we'll, we'll never know now um, hopefully it'll not come back to bite Bill on the back side but I think the guys that Bill's now looking at are obviously going to be uh, a lot faster that can obviously get down the wing and stuff like that they can enter, they can change different positions no I get all, I, I, listen I get all that and I, and I appreciate all that I'm 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 just gutted. I liked him. I, I liked the big man. I didn't the chairman know of the did. fan club, mate. Yes, 100%. 100%. I'm even thinking about buying a Parma tap, moving to Italy and everything. Um, but there we go. Um, John Batchelor, <laughs> I'm celebrating because I'm leaving. Um, John Batchelor, my old friend, how are you? It has been a while. Um, 999 Supersticker, thank you very much, John. I hope you're well. Hope you've been uh, keeping yourself busy during the off-season. Um, and uh, it's Ross Clark's favourite picture as well. So that makes it all worth it, John, my friend. I hope you're doing I hope you're doing well. So Mark, two and a half million is the reported fee. Is that fair? Is that is that a good deal? Or could we have got more or, or did we maybe get more than what we should have? Um, what's your thoughts on the actual the actual price that we got for, for Antonio? I think I think it's probably a, a a fair a fair um a fair price for a for a guy his age. Um I think 30 year old don't get me wrong, see if it was see if it was 25, 26 and he'd scored 18 goals in the Scottish League, I would expect more money than that. But I think it's a fair price, a fair price for somebody his age and and, and I, I hope that he, that he does well where he goes. Um, we made a profit. I mean, when was the last time we... I know obviously there was a couple of big big sales, that, but I mean, realistically, in the, in the last kind of 10 years, if we've tried to get shot at somebody that's in the peripheries of the squad, we've never really made a profit. Um, so for me to make a profit on them and probably put that towards another that we're probably going to go on and talk about, um, for me is a good bit of business. You get your money back plus some. Um, it means probably, if you look at the bigger picture, we probably get 18 goals out of them for free. So for me, that's that's as good a bit of business as you're going to get in it. Let's let's face it. Um, so yeah, I think decent bit of business. Probably fee. Look, listen, we would all like to sell everybody for twenty three million, the same as Bassey. But as I said, the the parameters kind of start narrowing when you start hitting towards thirty year old and stuff like that, and know that you maybe get maximum probably four year in them. So 
I think for us to make a profit, I think it's a great bad business. I really do. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I just I'm I'm gutted. I liked the big man. I did. I absolutely did. Hey, fashion Sakala, Alan, has been spoke about quite a lot. Um, I think now I don't know if it's his official account on Twitter, right? I don't know, but because you know how people have got all mad mental names on Twitter. Um, but it was basically, you know, pre-season done, looking forward to the season ahead. Yet the rumours won't go away that there is several clubs interested in them, including clubs in Saudi Arabia. There's been figures bandied about as much as six million. I've seen five, four, two million, three million. You name it, I've seen it. Um, do you expect fashion? to be in this Rangers team come the first game of the season? In all honesty, I have absolutely no idea. If clubs from around the world, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, sorry, Europe, wherever, want to come in and bid money for them and have a wee bit of a bidding war, I, I, welcome, it, I welcome it for any one of our players. Um, there's nobody bigger than the club, so um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that coming in for any one of our players. Sakala's a wee bit, for, for me, Sakala's in the same sort of bracket that Kolak is for you, Martin. I, I, I like him. I like him. I th- yes, he's not, the, he's not the most gifted football player in the world. We know that. But when you get effort off him, you know you're going to get goals. You know you're going to get that that little bit of dig. You know he enjoys it as well. We've seen that with, with um, Sakala. We've seen that with smile on his face. You know he enjoys playing for the club. But he's not the most gifted player in the world. So if we're getting four, five, six million pounds from him, I'm willing to accept it. But I'm also happy if he stays. I'm, I'm delighted if he stays part of the team. Um, there are players within the squad that I would rather see go others than Sukala. Um, there's debates here about the positions he can play in, about who would play before him, who wouldn't he play before him, what number it would be. Um but for me, if, if we're getting four, five, six million pounds, if that kind of money is getting bandied about for fashion Sakala, we seriously have to consider it. As much as I like him, we really have to consider it. Um, and Michael Beale has to decide, is this guy part of his first team plans? Is he know what pecking order is he in? Who's going to be ahead of him? And we could debate that. We could debate that from now until Christmas, never mind the start of the season, um, about who's going to be ahead of fashion Sakala and the team or, you know, who's who's going to be behind fashion scale on the team so it's it's a, it's a difficult conversation to have in, in the middle of July but um, again good luck to him if he goes I wish him all the best he's been a I think he's been a good servant to the club he's always going to get his goals as much as he's not the best player in the world um, but I, I would take the four five six million pound I'm not saying I wouldn't but I would also be more than happy if he stayed I'd be delighted if Sakala was in the starting lineup um, against Kilmarnock on the 5th of August delighted um, as I've been, I, I want to come back to fashion in two seconds, um, James. But there's been a, a comment put in from Colin. Um, would you bring back Alfredo on a paper play if he doesn't get a club? Um, no. No. Can we? We just all agree that's a no. If, no. We don't really have to discuss that. The way that's just an absolute no for obvious reasons. Yes. Um, so yeah, are you surprised, James, at the numbers that we're seeing? Um, to be linked with for fashion. Obviously, look, if there's bids for Saudi, you kind of discount the fees that they're willing to pay because obviously the fees that they're willing to pay aren't normal football football prices. Um, we've seen that with transfers down south. We've seen that with a club across the road. Um, but are, are you surprised with the kind of the numbers that we're seeing fashion linked with? Um, for me, obviously, uh, we stats not. 
because obviously it was my mate that obviously uh, told me about your stats the other day there, and it was quite surprising because I'm 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 on the uh, fence with fashion. Sometimes he looks like an absolute worldly, and then other times man he'll fire his own feet. Do you know what I mean? And then he'll go and smash one into the top corner the, the way he done um, against Dundee United this season. For four million pound, I would drive fashion to the airport. Dundee sale. United. <laughs> oh, carry on. Um, for that type of money, mate, I would drive him um, to the airport myself. He's, I don't think he's good enough for Rangers, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, I think there's at least maybe three, four, five people ahead of him um, in the pecking order now. Sorry, sorry, I was I was too busy reading a comment about apparently Jim Goodwin had to be held back for going scrapping with the fans. Um, yeah, there I you like go. It says it all about the man. <clears throat> yeah, Mark, your thoughts on fashion then? Uh, because, I mean, look, we've had many conversations about fashion and about, you know, um, his his input last season was maybe overshadowed, I, I think, by people's already prejudged thoughts on his quality, um, maybe on his, his overall ability. Um, but the, And James kind of mentioned it there as well. You know, his numbers were impressive last season. He was yeah. one of the top goal scorers. You know, he, he probably was one of the players last season who made the most difference in this Rangers team. Um, would it be a mistake, unless, of course, it's silly money, um, for us to let fashion go? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it would be a mistake. I think that I think that for somebody that we brought in on a free, if you're going to make some of the numbers that are brandished about four million, I don't think that Rangers as a club can knock that kind of money back, that kind of profit back. Um, as a player, I think that um, I'm I'm hoping and I'd like to think that we're, we're level of player and level of first team player who's has went from there to there um, over over the summer. I think with recruitment, I think we've done amazing um, so far. So I think for me, in last year's team, yes, I would have kept him. I think in this year's team, I think that um, if you look at that in the bigger picture, I think how much football is he going to play? Um, can you see him? Can you see him dislodging the likes of um, Lammers, Dessa? Um, see in terms, as, in terms as a backup option, Mark. But uh, similar, yeah, no, to the, I get that. similar I get to the way that. that I said about similar to the way that I said about Cholak, though, if the game's not going the way you want, and you want to maybe change the way you're playing or change yeah, formation, no, no, I, you probably get, get a better that... backup than Fashion Sakala. No, I mean uh, for the money, Lawrence, you're, you're paying him. Lawrence for a start. There's Lawrence. Is Lawrence going to be a first team player? Is he going to be? He's come back from a long term injury, so pretty much he'll be backup for the first half of the season until he gets. Properly match fit, so that gives you the same as Sakala, and for as far as I'm concerned, it gives you a better option than Sakala for a start. Somebody that can play wide, somebody that can make things happen, somebody that can score goals. Um, but for me, I would say Lawrence is by far more technically gifted than than Sakala. So, but back to what you said as well. I mean, his numbers, the wee guy's numbers speak for themselves. Absolutely, absolutely numbers are absolutely fantastic. And see if you were looking at him on paper, you'd be like, do you know what? This boy's a player. This boy's worth every single penny of that four million or five million or whatever it is that's been brandished about. Um, you'd think to yourself, in paper, if you sat that in front of somebody that had never ever watched him in a game or watched him over a four or a five game period, you'd be like, do you know what? That's an absolute bargain. Bring him in because his goal to game ratio is absolutely fantastic but the reality is when you watch him when you watch him 
he can be a world beater. And then he looks like a pub player. It's bizarre. It's, it's the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. Now, for me, as I said, for that, that, the, see if it wasn't such a nice wee fella and he had that great smile and and we all loved him and he had the he's got a, he's got the best song I've, I've heard in a long long time Ibrox. See if it, that wasn't the case, would we would we would we be sitting talking about him or would we doing what Rangers fans do and torture him? So I don't know how you can torture somebody who has his numbers and has his effect on the team that he had last you season. Uh, the wee guys had me had me uh, screaming and cheering. And he said, "Me, hold my hands in my head and embarrassed for him. Never mind embarrassed. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've never mind embarrassing himself. So it's, it's, it's almost like he's a bipolar footballer. It's bizarre. And I don't mean that in the mental sense. I mean that in the footballing sense. As I said, it's it's the strangest thing I've ever seen. Maybe that's his thing. Maybe that's his, he blows hot and cold. See if he was consistent. See if he was consistently the good Sakala. I'd keep him in a heartbeat. But he isn't he that consistent. Hence the reason why he's playing for Rangers. Can I so this is, this is my thing. So if you're getting four million from him and you can pass that four million on and bring somebody in with, with better technical ability, the same kind of pace that's going to give you roughly the same numbers, then as I said, remember, we got him for free. So we're going to be making every penny is going to be profit that we can move on and, and get hopefully a better calibre. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a whole, that's a bigger picture. You, 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 you bring in for free, sell on for profit and bring in somebody using that profit that you can enhance the first team squad and move on and and, and you keep stepping, you keep stepping in that ladder. So, as I said, for me, yeah, great wee guy, uh, great servant of the club, best song I've ever heard at Ibrooks for a long, long time, but as I said, four million, you need to bite somebody's hand off for it. Simple as that. Do you think is that, can you hang your coat on him, mate, to say that if he's through one on one against Celtic, he's going to score for us. That's the no. thing for me, mate. We need somebody that we're going to have to rely on to score in these big chances. Right? And yeah, these big games, mate. And it happened last year. Two chances fell to him, mate, in both semis, and he missed them. And that's the big difference for me. I, 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 I think for me, Mark, you mentioned right at the start of your comments is about Dessa's been in front of him, Lammer's been in front of him, all these players been in front of him. You don't know we to still until we see them playing for Rangers and playing yeah. against yeah. week in, week out the opposition we're gonna play against. Yeah. We don't know what we're gonna get off these guys. Fashion Scala, we know we know what we're gonna get off them. And some of the comments are right, he'll 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 miss three but score one. We know what we're gonna get there though. Oh Christ, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> we know we know what we're gonna get there. We know that we're gonna get that, you know, what one goal out of every three chances. Um for fashion Sakala, so do we still keep him for that guarantee for that sort of that that sort of that presence that we know what we're going to get off him because we don't know what we're going to get off the new guys. They will all they, they, look. The law averages tell us when we're signing so many players, they're not all going to be great. We, yes, we don't need to debate that. That's just the law averages when we're signing so many players. For similar positions, they're not going to be world beaters. They're not going to be great. We're not going to sell them on for profit. Some of them are going to let us down. So would they keep, do we keep players like Fashion Sakala because we know exactly what we're going to get? It's not terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. We can throw them in. We can play them. 
And he can and he can score goals, Alan, and he can and he can and he can do things. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. We can bring him off the bench and think this guy might get us a goal. He might run it. He might run at a team. He might play. I, I don't know. That's that's my thinking behind keeping him. What what I would throw back to you, Alan, though, is and that, and I, I agree with the points you're making. But if somebody comes to us with four million pound, then he's sold. There's no, there's no if if buts or maybes. Of course, and that's that's the flip side to that. That's the flip side to that. If somebody comes in with four or five million pound an offer for them, are we going to turn that down? That's the yeah. flip side to that. And we that's where we need to consider is it worth selling him for four or five million pound or is it worth keeping him when he might earn us that money back in the Champions League or Europa League qualifiers? That's uh, it's, it's it's almost like a toss of a coin, almost. Another player, so, I suppose. I suppose we could go through the game. I just say uh, with the toss of the coin. No, you can't. Toss of the coin. In one hand, you might get nothing, but you've got four million sitting there. Do you know what I mean? So if you've got four million sitting there, for me, you take a four million. Simple as that. Hmm. Another player, I suppose, Mark, that we could... Hey, can I just say, Martin, that was a really big kid to see up that close. <laughs> do that again. <laughs> and do you know what? As the podcast goes, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um... CGM, right? I can't believe we are debating whether to keep Sakala. The guy is garbage. I'm sorry, I can't accept that. I, 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 can, can any use free sitting in this panel say to me that Sakala is garbage? I would like to no. see Fashion Sakala and a 100 meter sprint against CGM, and then I'll make my mind up. I, I don't know what that's a fair point. I think, and I think CGM would agree to that as well. I think he absolutely would. Uh, Mark, somebody that we can pretty much have exactly the same conversation about. Possibly, as Borna Barisic. Again, links coming out. I don't know where they've came from. I don't know how true they are. Um, but he's been linked to Nottingham Forest. I suppose yeah. every second player in world football has been linked, and every third player in world football signed for them. Um, but Borna to Nottingham Forest, is that something you can see happening? Usually, there's no smoke without fire, as far as I'm concerned. But the fact that the, with, with, there's a, the wee dwarf guy is. Um, has went there. there there's probably more um, more chance of it happening than not. Uh, good player, but for me, I think I think we've seen the best of him, Bonner. I really do. I know that he's still relatively young, but same again, pushing thirty. Um, if we can get good money for him, for me, for me this season, Ridvan Ridvan's a left back. I think we brought him in. I think he's younger. I think there's more room for him to kick on and improve. Um, for me, he seems a little bit more dynamic. Is that, is that, sorry, Mark. Sorry. Is there evidence for your basis that Yelmaz is definitely the first choice left back this season? In my mind, it's my opinion. You asked me for my opinion. I know. I'm just opinion. asking you for evidence. Yeah, well, what I've seen, what I've seen is he's more dynamic. He's, he's better going forward. I think that it'll work better if you go to three at the back, him as a wing back. So it gives you more options as well for informations um tactically. Uh I've seen enough for I mean one thing that absolutely absolutely hate about Barisic. Barisic never stops across from coming in. Ever. He's got this thing about staying off a, a, a right winger ten yards and try to jockey him for ten yards. Ridvan, every time I've seen him, boom, straight out to the man. Straight out to the man, trying not to let him make a cross. So, for me, on that basis alone, I'd have Ridvan in there. But going forward, I think Ridvan brings more 
granted, Bonabaric is a great crosser of the ball, but for me, Ridvan brings more than that. For me, sometimes Bona, all Bona does is gets the ball, and and half the time it gets back away rather than going forward. And for me, Ridvan's more uh, more positive when he gets the ball, tries to get forward. So for me, there's more room for improvement. Um, he's got a year left in his contract. So if you're going to get decent money, and possibly it might be a make way for uh, Panzo to come in as well. So there's there's more reasons for him to sell for us to sell him than there is for us to keep him. Different if he signs a new contract, then that's different. But same again, I think that repeat what I said. I think uh, Yilmaz is going to be our left back moving forward. Um, I, I think we should judge every single player um, for Rangers and how they would do in a race against CGM. I think that's the only fair way. I think that's the way to go, definitely. It seems, it seems <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only it's fair way. You <laughs> never know, CGM might be rapid, by the way. CGM might be like a proper sprinter. I reckon CGM could outrun a lot of people. <laughs> I think so. A snail can outrun me. <laughs> CGM, I want to know what CGM's best time is at 100 metres. I, want to know. I, need to, I need to know. I don't want to know. I need CGM's to know. best time is probably about 45 minutes, I would say. Mine's about 48. Um, James Bonabaris, it's then Nottingham Forest. I used to have a car like that. <laughs> What's your thoughts? Um, I, I like Borna, but I, I, I agree with Mark. I think going forward next season, it's going to be Redvan as the uh, number one left back. Will Borna want to hang about and be back up to him? Can he really see it? Um, might be a good chance to obviously get some money in for a guy in his last year of his contract. Don't want to go down that road again where it's going to be another Joe Aribo where we miss out on money. Uh, for me, obviously, it's still. Get some of my nerves that we lost out on big money for Joe Aribo, only about for six million quid. For me, that was a, a travesty. Should never have happened. Um, we should have 10 million at least for that boy, at least, plus add ons. Um, but next year, I think it's Ridvan because, um, in, in the games that he got at the, uh, the tail end of the last season, he was actually going out and challenging their winger. He didn't let somebody steal in at the back post. He was very, very sound defending. But also very good going forward and offer me. So I think all round, I think he's I think he just edges it in my head of honor. I'm trying to find the comment and I can't find it. But James, it was along the lines of Borna isn't the best, but two million's a bit of a low offer. Um what about you? Two million pounds is the rumoured fee, is that enough? Again, guys get into last year he's contact, mate. Do you do the uh much was it we paid for him? About two million, two and a half or something. I can't even remember. Um, if you're getting two million pound back for a thirty-year-old, it's for me. It's probably a good bit of business. Um, also gives you that good relationship and all. We're not in Forest. They might want to come in and do a, a deal for Panzo and all. Just maybe one of these things. We'll wait and see. We shall wait and see. Something that's been spoke about a lot, Alan, um, is obviously Glenn Kamara. So we won't. You know, stay on it too long, but again, rumours. Um, I think it's about five million pound he leads. Um, with the form that Glenn's kind of showed in the last year or two, um, you'd bite your hand off for five million, wouldn't you? 
do you know what? I had this conversation just yesterday, I think it was, at Mark, uh, with somebody. Glenn Kamara is the type of player for me that if he was missing in every domestic game, I don't think we would notice or I don't think we would care. But the minute he starts, the minute he's known the team sheet in Europe, we think, oh my God, how could we cope without Glenn Kamara? And the last time I remember thinking about a player like that was probably him, Danny. Mm, yeah. I, 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 against domestic opposition, I couldn't care less if he's not the team because we'll beat them without him. But when it comes to European opposition and it comes to those big European games, you think Glenn Kamara should be the first name in the team sheet. Um, so for that reason, for me, because our bread and butter is the league, absolutely, if we get £5 million for him, Thank you very much, Glenn Kamari. You cost us £50,000. Good luck at Leeds. Good luck at, at Southampton or wherever it may be. Um, but off you go if that's where you want to go. Or whether it be France or anywhere else he wants to go. Good luck to him. Um, I think we've got players that we can replace him with. Um, I think that deep lying midfielder, whether it be John Lundstrom, um, I'm still a big fan. I don't, I don't know what's happening with him, actually. I've only seen a lot of uh, his name getting mentioned, but I'm still a big fan of Cole McKinnon. He was a player I watched a lot last season. Um, in a professional capacity and I think he's a, going to be a cracking football player and I hope Rangers keep him but as I say apologies if I've missed something I've not seen his name come up lately um, but that deep, sort of deep line holding midfielder if you want for lack of a better phrase in this day and age um, I think we've got options there so if Glenn Kamara's gone again good luck to him um, take the money won't miss him I say we won't miss him. Of course, we'll miss him, um, but I think he's he, he'll be replaced quite easily, and we can, we can take that money in and maybe reinvest it somewhere else. But for me, Glenn Kamara um, is one of those assets that's sellable. He is. He one hundred percent is. And and like I said, Mark, if we are being offered anywhere near five million pounds for Glenn Kamara, and the the current climate in terms of you know the amount of football that he's played the kind of reputation that he's had for the last year, year and a half, and the fact that he's playing in Scotland. Um, because I think he could go on and play down south and become a, a top, top player and earn, and earn a big money move. I think he's got that potential. I think he's got that in him. But at the moment, like I said, if we're offered anywhere near £5 million for Glenn Kamara, I, again, there's not even a, a decision to be made there, is there? No, I, I agree with a lot, with a lot of stuff you said there, funnily enough. Um, but yeah, I think I think he needs a move. I think he's still here. I think that this is what he needs to kickstart. And I, and I do agree with you that I think that he'll be a, a, he'll do really really well when he moves on. I think he's a smashing smashing player. I think that we've seen it ourselves. We've seen it with our own eyes, and we've seen it consistently how good this boy can be. I think it's just time for a move for him. I really do. Um, a couple of seasons ago, we were talking about 10, 15, maybe even 20 million for this boy because he was playing that well, as I said, and we've all seen it. Um, as it stands at the minute, I think 5 million is a great price. I think that um, the, to do another cliche for 5 million, I'll, I'll drive him to Southampton. Not a problem at all for that kind of money. I really would. Well, it's Leeds, but I mean, if you wanted to drive more, Leeds, we didn't the, the, the rumour is both of them. There's a rumour about Southampton now as well. Yeah. I didn't know. Sorry, I wouldn't have took the piss if I didn't know. My apologies. Mm. Mark's going to punch me tonight, isn't he? There's just, you can see it in his eyes. Hopefully. <laughs> Thanks very much, uh, Right, so in terms of ins, James, um, obviously we've had the recent signings, etc. But in, t- in terms of links, again, there's been rumours. There's been, uh, and like Mark said, it, 
on this already. There's not all, there's very rarely um, smoke. I can't even remember the terminology, right? And I'm not going to butcher it because we'll end up all over social media. Um, but, but apparently we're back in for Danilo and we've had a bid accepted. That bid is it anywhere, depending on where you read, between three and five and a half million pounds. Um, this would certainly bolster the attacking options um, without a shadow of a doubt. And with Cholak leaving, um, it's, it's very believable now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. And if you obviously, it was my daughter. There's no smoke without fire. There you go. Um, smoke, I can't my daughter said that he, he put some other cryptic clue up or something on social media and he's been talking to his pal, basically drum hints that he's that he does want to come See, to I'm his... always worried, James, about these cryptic clues that they've not been edited in some way and then you mm. fall for it and then you get made you get made to look stupid. But I'll I'll take getting looking stupid, mate. I look stupid anyway, so that doesn't <laughs> me. Um no, but for me I think the boy wants to come to Rangers. Um I can't say that I know too much about him. I've obviously seen that he's obviously been scoring a couple of goals in pre-season. Um, I know Fionn will keep playing him. Stop playing him. Aye. And that's what somebody says. It'll be a big hint, I think, in the next game, whether or not, if he's in the squad or no, will be a hint or no, whether or not there's been a bid accepted and he's maybe on his way to his. But for me, I think he's a, a goal scorer. Um, and hopefully he'll obviously come in and uh, start banging the goals in for us. Yeah, I, I remember you once called Raskin a shoehorn for big money. Who, who was that? Who said that? Because there's been a lot of stupid things said on the rabble, right? We were actually going through a list of them before we started. Um, yeah. And, and, and a shoehorn for big money, probably. A shoehorn yeah. rather than a shoehorn. A shoehorn. I've no doubt Mark said that. Mm. Absolutely no doubt that Mark oh, said that. I think, yeah, Mark, said that. I think Raskin will make us a fortune. Is he a shoehorn? Oh, he's a, he makes a shoe money. in. A shoe in. <laughs> Back big to the shoe, comments. big shoe. <laughs> my my favourite is still Kerr's free halves. I I, I honestly half. don't think even the even the, the guy crawling along the flare where we were doing a recording doesn't even beat Kerr's free halves. It most certainly yeah. doesn't. Um, Alan Danilo, but that would be that would be the final piece of the jigsaw. Surely in the attacking attacking third attacking options, that would be it, wouldn't it? As far as attacking options are concerned, absolutely. Um, uh, I've still got, we could talk all day about the defensive options, but we'll talk about uh, the, the, the attacking options. Dan, Danilo, Danilo, or whatever you want to call him, um, he certainly comes with a bit of a reputation. He's not, obviously not got a massive reputation, but also would he be like fire order or, or um, connected with a, with a club at Scottish football? He'd be looking at England and France and Spain and places like that, but he's... Um, it comes to it. Really comes to a, there's a lot of people really talk highly of this guy, so I'm excited to see him. I really hope we, we get that over the the, the line. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know if it's just the, the, the name, that the fact that it's you know it starts with DA or something like that. But every time I think him, I just every time I see his name, I keep getting it mixed up with Dalcio. Um, so hopefully he can uh, hopefully he can come in and, and put those uh, bad memories to bed for me. Um, but no, I'm really excited to see him come in and play for Rangers, and, and hopefully we can get that over the line, get him in in time for the European qualifiers as well, um, and get him firing on all cylinders with the guys like Lammers and Dessers and whoever else maybe Roof, Lawrence maybe when he's fit. Um, but it's uh, I think I think that's really going to be a great signing for us. Um, and it'll, as you say, that'll put the finishing touches 
He's in that attacking line. And it'll maybe let Michael Beale and uh, Rangers concentrate and bringing in some defensive quality as well. No quality, but more quality than what we've got. Yeah, and just finally on Danilo, Mark, um, from what I can gather, from what, I mean, I've never really seen the guy play, so it's not really up for me to comment on how good he is or how big of an impact he's going to be, but if you listen to people who know, um, people who have seen him, people who know what he's all about, and um, people that have scouted him, etc., this would be the, the kind of ultimate statement signing, if you like. I, th- I think you, uh, listen, let's look at a bigger picture here. <laughs> Who does not want sorry, a Brazilian? Sorry, sorry, Mark, sorry. CGM's just checked and he was on a metre personal best and it is indeed slightly better than his, so we should definitely sign him. Sign him, right, we're signing him, bringing him in, because he, he's obviously rapid. <laughs> <laughs> Back to what I was saying. Now, Brazilian, single-named Brazilian striker coming to Rangers, sexy. Who does they want a single-named Brazilian striker coming to your football team? No, that doesn't say he's any good, but listen, that's that's brilliant. That's what we're all after as a football team. Uh, we're football team signing a Brazilian that's just got one name, Danilo. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Whether he's any good or not, doesn't really matter. That's sexy, as far as I'm concerned. I'd probably prefer if it was like Rivaldo or Ronaldo. Or yeah, Ronaldo. Like, no. Listen, look, Martin, Martin look, I, I, absolute, I absolutely agree. I, I, I think Marcus Brazilian. is a point there. A, 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 sing, a single, sorry, Marcus, a single name Brazilian yeah. is better than a Brazilian with two names, like, I don't know, Raphael Scheid or something. Yeah, I don't sexy. Know. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, this wee guy looks very, very good. He looks sharp. He looks fast. He looks composed. It looks as if he's he, he, he's no uh, shy in getting in about it as well. Like most Brazilians, just want to once they get touched, they're all about as if somebody shot him for a stand. So it looks it looks a decent player. It looks, but for me as well, I think that looking at the 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 kind of dynamic of the team, um, it looks like the type of player like we've discussed earlier. Slightly, something slightly different, something slightly, uh, Emerson, as, as you were saying, you were saying, Emerson. I see, but it was the striker. <laughs> this is a problem, <laughs> got to be a striker, a Brazilian midfielder. We need to be a striker. He's either got to be a striker or he's got to be a winger. That, that whole defensive, defensive Brazilian defensive midfielder, Disney really doesn't it's no sexy enough. Casemiro, winger. Got, well, exactly, but I mean, he's got to be a winger and he's got to be a striker. Let's no, let's no get muddy these waters here. So, but as I said, for me, it seems something slightly different. That kind of coin of phrase, I don't know, fox in the box, that type of uh, that kind of sharp. Um, I think that we're friends across the across the city. I've got a wee player similar, very very similar to this. Um, very sharp in the box, good at reading the game, good finisher. So I think that that's for me, but I think this is probably a signing with one eye on the future as well, because he's still a young lad and he can still improve. So I think that if you look at the type of money that they're looking for, um, there's 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 uh, a lot of a lot of good in this, and there's a lot of uh, scope for maybe selling him on at a profit as well. And I think probably that's something that they're looking at. So I think that. If you look at that, 
at that kind of picture, then I think that's something that that maybe maybe is a wee bit more exciting as well. As I said, I know we've had a laugh and a joke about it, but a young Brazilian boy that can score goals and and um, is quite sharp in the box. Um, what's not I like really, uh, as far as I'm concerned. So I think it's a great bit of business. I think obviously it's it's going to be a right right few quid, obviously, but it looks of things. Um, I think probably the numbers that are getting brandished about are probably higher than what we'll actually get them. But for me, I think you look at the business we've done this summer and like Alan said, all these players aren't going to hit the ground running. But see if 80% of them hit the ground running and live up to the potential that most of us have looked into and thought that they, they are capable of. It's a really, really exciting time for Rangers and for Rangers fans. So for me, as I said, the, the icing in the cake, Danilo, Cifuentes and, and Panzo, and I think that it's probably been one of the best um one of the best transfer windows for us in, in probably 10, oh, 15 long, years. Long, really long, long time. Yeah. Long time. So and and like I said, caveat that with they're not all going to hit their ground running, but the potential. And, and the players, and for me as well, the quality that it looks as if we've brought in is very, very exciting as a Rangers fan. Um, and I think that all of us, probably everybody in the comments as well, cannot wait for us to get back playing football. There will be some people in the comments, Mark, who might not be of a Rangers persuasion. Well, that's so, obvious. You know, I mean, they're just, caveat they're that just by camera, that. camera phones and clips to... to well, we, 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 do know that, we do know that people like to sit and watch us at all hours in the morning. Um, yeah. and like the club stuff. Um, we've got I one know. more player to talk about. It's, Marin, it's very entertaining watching us that is in a show, so <laughs> that's quite possibly true. Somebody can somebody could clip that button, make that into something that you haven't actually said, but there we go. We've got one more player to talk about just before we do. Um, the season is well and truly getting closer and closer and closer, which means you will be back on the YouTube channel to your phone ins on a Monday and a Friday. Um, and your reaction to every single Rangers game. So there will be hundreds and millions of content available on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't already, please do subscribe. If you haven't already, please give this video a like. And if you haven't already, then follow us on social media. All the links are down below. And if all that content isn't enough, and you want daily content from the Rangers Rabble, then you can sign up to our Patreon and get that daily content. The link for that is in the description. Now, I'm going to try, James, and find this comment. But there has been that many. We've been that busy tonight. And by the way, massive thank you to every single person who has tuned in on a Saturday night. Um, I'm old, so my Fridays and Saturdays are really boring now. So I'm actually quite glad that we've come on to do this. But it was about Robbie McCrory, James. Obviously, news coming out that Robbie wants away. He wants first-team football. It's not really that much of a shock, but at the same time, it's kind of a shock, if that makes sense. He's obviously not long signed a new contract. We then obviously brought in Jack Butland, John McLaughlin's still at the club. Um, many thought that Robbie was comfortable where he was and he was going to fight for his position. But we can't really blame Robbie, can we, for wanting, you know, a, a better chance at first-team football at 25 years old? Um, no, I was, the, I was the same as yourself, mate. It was a wee bit kind of, 
gutted me when the news came out saying that he was wanting to leave. I did think he was going to stay there and fight for the number one position with Jack Butland. I think we all know that Butland was or is going to be the number one going forward next year. But I'm just a wee bit disappointed in him that he's no staying to fight for his place because you never know what's going to happen. It's one of the things Butland might not hit the ground running. He might be, he might pick up an England injury. You just never know. And then he's going to get his chance to be the number one. And then it's up. He's got the gloves going forward for me. I just think it's. I can't blame the boy because he's obviously getting to a certain age now where he's wanting to be first team football and he he wants to be a number one at a goalkeeper um, for a club going forward every week and obviously getting to twenty five years of age. If if he's not going to get the chance now. Will he ever? So, if he goes, he, he goes with my best wishes, mate. You're on mute, bud. Oh, I'm on mute. That's that's terrible. That's a that's a, a six month warning. That, um, Mark Jimmy Duff's asking, is he really good enough? No. Well, we don't really know. I suppose is the answer to that, isn't it? Because I mean, every every time he's come in, apart from maybe like the one Hibs game where he didn't catch a cross or something like that, and all of a sudden. <laughs> jumped on his back but I suppose the, the answer to that question is we don't know however every single manager who's been there since Robbie's been at the club hasn't played him there's a reason we don't know there's a reason he's not played and the bottom line is he's, sorry to say it as much as I, I like a homegrown player and I like I would like him to do well I'd like him to burst onto the scene and be the first team keeper but there's a reason he's not had a chance because he's not been good enough if he was good enough he would have got a chance if he was blowing people away in training, making world world saves, and everybody got a chance, and sorry to say that he's no, and there's a reason he's no. He's, the boy's twenty five and played what 13, 13 games for us or something. No, even so, that tells you everything you need to know. Um, might be harsh, it might sound harsh. I don't really want it to sound harsh, but that's the reality. The reality is that the boy's not been good enough. Simple as that. We don't know how good he is or how bad he is because we've never seen him. But if he was good enough, he'd be on the side and he'd be playing more. Simple. Alvin? I'm kind of, I'm kind of going to agree and disagree with Mark at the same time. Mark's absolutely right. There's a reason that we've not seen Robbie McCrory and we don't know how good Robbie McCrory really is. And the reason's Alan McGregor. Um, goalkeeper's a different position. It's different from left-back, right-back, centre-forward, whatever you want it to be. It's a very specialised position. Um, and the fact is that we've had Alan McGregor for the past few years who I, I don't think where Rangers are or, or where we are as a club and the, the, the people that we've got available available to us, we've no got, there's nobody in the world in that market that could displace Alan McGregor. Um, and Alan McGregor's left now. He's probably going to retire, although it's not officially been announced, I don't think, again, unless I've missed it. Um, and Robbie McCrory's there. We've brought in Jack Butland. Jack Butland is, don't make any mistake about this, Jack Butland is a top, top class goalkeeper. He is very, very good. He's an England nationalist for, not for any, you know, not just by luck, that's that's where he is in his career. And he wants to get back into the England setup. He will have came to Rangers with probably a promise that he's going to be the number one so that he can try and get back to that level. Um, and McCrory, um, it's just unfortunate. It's just an unfortunate time. And I think when Alan McGregor was coming through, 
too. And people like Kloss were retiring. Ronald Votaris was falling out of the team as well and starting to um, you know, move away from the club. Alan McGregor had that opportunity. When it comes to McCrory, McGregor's going away, but Jack Butlins came in. Um, that's really unfortunate, McCrory. I don't think it's a case that he's no good enough because what I've seen him, he's a good goalkeeper. He's a, He could potentially be a great goalkeeper. Um, but when it comes to Rangers, he needs to be an absolutely fantastic goalkeeper. And it's just, I think the reason we've no seen him now is because we've had Alan McGregor and he's now suddenly found himself in his mid-twenties and he's thought, I can either ask to go somewhere else and be a first-team player for maybe a championship club down in England or go abroad and, and play my trade somewhere. Or I can play second fiddle and try and fight Jack Butland. But Jack Butland's already coming in with that reputation. And his goalkeepers, goalkeepers need that reputation. So McCrory finds himself at a really difficult point in his career. Um, and I don't blame him for, for wanting to go. And as you know, we spoke about it in our, uh, our, our chat a few days ago. And I think it was Wolf that, that made the comment that McCrory's a more sellable asset than maybe McLaughlin is. So that's why there's so many people linked with McCrory rather than John McLaughlin um, so I get that, I understand it I wish, again if he goes I wish him all the best um, but it's just he's, he's found himself at a really unfortunate time in his career where we've brought in Jack Butland who's going to be a fantastic goalkeeper for us don't doubt it whatsoever and he's left He's left a team where Alan McGregor's been the first choice so it's a hard position to play goalkeeper um, because as I say there's, it's, it's unique, there's only one player can play it you can't play out of position if you're a goalkeeper how many times do you see you know left back uh, goalkeeper playing at left back out of position? You just don't see it at all. So um, it's unfortunate for McCrory, but I think that's just where we are, and that's where he is at the time of his career. CJ, jump back in. Of course you can. Yeah, I, I can I agree with what what Alan said there, but I think McLaughlin got a chance. So if if it was better than McLaughlin, he used to get a chance instead of McLaughlin. So. For me, I understand what you're saying. McGregor kept he did him get out, an injury, but... Mark. He got an injury at one of the most unopportune times, though, didn't he? Like I said, McLaughlin was was getting was getting cup games and stuff like that. Could have given cup games instead of McLaughlin if he was better than McLaughlin. Just 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 playing devil's advocate a wee bit, but for no, me, no, that's. Mark, Mark, Mark you're, you're absolutely right, but at the same time, in the last four, five, six games of the season that we played in the season just past, you could argue the same thing. You know, we, we could have left McCrory on the bench and played McLaughlin or Kieran Wright for that matter, um, but whenever we, we played McCrory, we gave McCrory that chance. So, um, yeah. And, yeah, and then to take on for about the two you're saying, and James, I'll take it to you, CGI makes the point that if um, McCrory was thought of as being good enough by Michael Beale, then we wouldn't have signed Butland. It's that simple. Is that fair? Um, or is that a case of maybe McCrory is good enough to fight it out with Butland, but you always need two quality goalkeepers? Um, or at, like CGM says, we brought in Butland and that, that was kind of the, the final nail in the coffin uh, for McCrory. I think, obviously, when you're bringing a guy like uh, Jack Butland to the club, he's no coming to play back up to Ross McCrory. Do you know what I mean? He's no, uh, sorry, Robbie. Sorry, getting the two in mixed up again. Um, yeah, here, listen, Ross has played in goal for Rangers, so that's a fair comment. Uh, but for and me, by the way, TGM would beat Alan McGregor in a sprint. So um, he's no coming to be back up to anybody, Jack Butler. So for me, how many managers now have obviously seen McCrory on a day to day basis, mate, and then thought, nah, 
he's obviously not good enough to get in ahead of McLaughlin, especially when McLaughlin was going through his shaky period as well when uh, McGregor was injured. Um, but nah, yeah, Butland was always going to be the number one. But as I said, I, I was more disappointed that he doesn't want to stay and fight for his place at the club. I can't but maybe he just knows that he was never going to get that opportunity. And, and he's felt that he's at that age now where, although goalkeepers do, obviously, nine times out of ten last longer if they want to than outfield players. You know, he needs to get himself settled and into a, into a team um, pretty quickly. There's loads more that we could talk about, guys, but we'll be back on Monday night at half past seven and we'll go through transfers, we'll go through the SPFL, the SFA, Neil Doncaster, um, the training, uh, pre-season, we'll go through it all. Um, and we'll talk about absolutely everything then as well. Um, Mark, Alan, James, thank you for taking time out on your Saturday night to join me. Um, every single person in the comments and every single person watching, thank you for taking time out of your Saturday night um, to watch four extremely ugly men um, talk about Rangers Football Club. A massive thank you to our sponsor, Zenith Coins, as well. If you head over to zenithcoins.com and use the code RR25, you will get 25% um, off your order at checkout. Please like, please subscribe, and like I say, if you want uh, even more content, you can head over to our Patreon. The link for that is in the description. So thank you for watching, everybody, um, and enjoy the rest of your bank holiday weekend. Cheers. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.